Welcome to the Nutrition Reviews podcast series. Nutrition Reviews is published by Oxford University Press and is an international peer-reviewed journal that publishes authoritative and critical literature reviews on current and emerging topics in nutritional science, food science, clinical nutrition, and nutrition policy. Each month, we talk with authors who have contributed to Nutrition Reviews to find out who they are, why they wrote the review, and how they think their reviews should be used to advance nutritional sciences. This month, I have the pleasure of speaking with Sarah Costello, who, with her co-authors Evelyn Geiser and Nora Schneider from the Nestle's Research Institute, wrote a review on nutrients for executive function development and related brain connectivity in school-aged children. Their article provides a wonderful overview of what are the components of executive function and the neurophysiological processes associated with its development. The paper reviews numerous randomized controlled trials that focus on the specific nutrients of omega-3 fatty acids, zinc, iodine, vitamin B12, and folate, and the use of multi-nutrient supplements. Sarah, welcome to the Nutrition Reviews podcast, Conversations with the Authors. Why don't we get started by having you just tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, where do you work and what got you interested in nutritional sciences? Okay, hi Doug, and thanks for having me on the podcast, firstly. Um, as you mentioned, I am an R&D scientist in neurodevelopment at Nestle Research, based in uh, Lausanne in Switzerland, uh, where myself and colleagues in the brain health department really focus on how nutrition affects our brain structure and function across the lifespan. Uh, what got me into nutritional sciences? Uh, I've always had a passion for physical and mental health, which is actually where my love for exercise and performance um, began. And as many of us know, nutrition and exercise go hand in hand in supporting our health. And so this is really where my interest in the science of nutrition began. Um, but what I love most about nutrition is that it is one of the most readily modifiable factors that we can have control over, which has dare I say, a direct impact on, on, sorry, an impact on all areas of our health. Nutrition is also a common factor that every single person on this planet needs to survive. And we all deserve nutrition that's going to help us feel good, be healthy and excel in whatever we choose to do. And I feel very passionately about this, particularly in my area of research, which focuses on brain health and neurocognitive development uh, in infants and children. And we know there's a saying, uh, you are what you eat, which holds a lot of truth, especially when we look at the impact of nutrition on the brain's development in the early years, which uh, we know are critical in building the foundations for later life. So this is what got you interested in it. I know you have children, and I was wondering if you wrote this paper with them in mind. And um, <laughs> did that actually help you get involved in this area of research? Actually, no, I had, uh, I wrote this paper, um, which was published uh, December last year, and my daughter was born in January. <laughs> so actually, I was pregnant at the time of writing it. Um, but truth to, to actually, in a lot of truth to what you were saying, um, yeah, the, the more you read, I mean, obviously, I've got a background in this area, but you're always learning when you're writing papers. And um, I, I, was, I learned so much all the time, and it really does have an impact on my parenting, probably too much so that you put so much pressure 
pressure on yourself and then actually my daughter just doesn't want to do anything that I want her to do <laughs> but um but no definitely it definitely has an impact on um on yeah on how on my view of, of parenting and um the food that I feed my daughter can you summarize the findings and and what did you find interesting about your results and did anything surprise you when you looked at these results yeah, so we screened a number of articles from two databases, um, including both randomized control trials and cross-sectional studies that investigated the relationship between nutrients and at least one parameter of executive function in school-age children. What we found were six individual nutrients, so iron, omega-3, polyunsaturated fatty acids, zinc, iodine, B12, and B9, also alongside studies implementing a multiple micronutrient supplement. Uh, that then they had to have a good level of evidence for a positive effect of these nutrients on executive function development. Um, so yeah, it was really nice to actually find, because we weren't sure when we began whether there would be much evidence because this area is really in its infancy and we weren't sure whether um, we would find much, but it was really nice to find these six uh, nutrients showing um, some, some form of impact on uh, one, at least one area of executive function. But of course, it's important to say here that uh, there's not one specific nutrient to any cognitive function, but rather that these key nutrients are important in supporting the underlying neurophysiological processes of brain development that enable us to perform cognitive tasks. And so to ensure this was clear in the paper, we also reported how the nutrients we found were involved in the brain's structural development, focusing on key neurodevelopmental processes during the school age period. So specifically myelination, synaptogenesis and synaptic pruning. What I found really interesting is that development of the neurons and myelination, you know, was is still developing. I mean, we often think that you know brain development is the first couple of years of life, and then you sort of like just go on. Yeah. But I think as we do more research, even with people like post-stroke patients, you can yeah. see how the brain is plastic, right? We talk about the plasticity of the brain, and that's going on throughout your life. And I, I found that very interesting in your paper you sort of emphasize that all this brain development was occurring um, throughout um, childhood. Yeah absolutely I mean as you say yeah brain your brain is plastic it's very malleable um, it's it can be hard to break bad habits but I mean you can break habits because you can learn uh, new skills and that's what's that's what's so incredible about the brain but of course it's more plastic it's more malleable uh, during childhood which is evident because children pick up things so much quicker than we do as adults and I, I was just talking to you before we we started recording about um, learning new languages and a child can be in an environment with multiple languages and have no problem in learning them at all they just do it so naturally whereas as adults we find it much more uh, cognitively demanding to to learn to learn them so yes what we really want to emphasize is um what's happening to the brain uh, via these neurological processes. And um, yeah, we always focus on the first 1000 days of life or that's where a lot of research um, has focused on because that is really a really important time. And it is when a lot of these processes are rapidly developing, but that doesn't stop after the first 1000 days. It continues through toddlerhood, through childhood and adolescence is another interesting period um, in itself where the brain does a whole nother uh, remodeling um, period. So, um, so yes, yeah, so 
so that's something that we really wanted to highlight in the paper that how these nutrients uh, contribute towards this these neurological uh, neurophysiological um, processes yeah, you also mentioned something earlier about it's just not one nutrient it's the combination of nutrients and I think one of the fields that needs to be emphasized is you know, what is the correct combination, doses, relationship between nutrient-nutrient interactions that go on when we, when we talk about studies like this. Um, unless you're just giving a single nutrient supplement to someone, you, know, you can say, okay, here's the effect of one pill on someone. Mm -hmm. But when we eat, we, as you mentioned, we, we eat multiple foods at one time and one food has multiple components in it. And, and it's an important aspect to, to look at, especially if you're coming out of industry and you're thinking about, okay, what, what is it within development of food processing that we can do to help improve cognitive development? Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's a really important point because obviously as scientists, we would run a really controlled experiment where we're just changing one nutrient and we can change it by a certain amount and know the exact effect that that has. But in reality, that's not how we live our lives. We need to eat, we eat a variety of foods um, that we need to eat well-balanced nutrition. And of course, when we're, when we're looking at these studies, we, we need to appreciate um, yeah the, the complexity of it and um, having these nutrients in combination with other ones because of course we know that there are synergies between nutrients some um, nutrients help the absorption of other nutrients and so it's not um, accurate to just look at one thing we need to look at um, yeah a, a, an array of nutrients. So has this work changed how you think about maybe not just your diet but the diet of your daughter now and the next year five years six years as she enters early yeah. childhood? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, as, yeah, as I said, I became a mother for the first time this year, which it really has given me a whole new perspective on this area of research because it's made it much more personal, which is always great when your professional work has significant value to you personally. But if anything, doing this, this work in this area and specifically this manuscript, it reinforces the importance of just consistent, well-balanced nutrition, not just within the first 1000 days from when infants wean, but across childhood and adolescence. Because as I say, this paper focused on school-aged children. And then importantly, we did that because at a time when executive function is really being tested, it's been challenged, it's really been developed. And we can't just look at we, we can't just forget about nutrition. It's definitely more challenging when children have their own opinions on what they want to eat um, and their own decisions. But absolutely, we need to we need to look um, across the whole spectrum. Um, so uh, the nutrients we found to be associated with executive function are well-known nutrients. As I mentioned before, it was iron, B12, omega-3, polyunsaturated fatty acids, B9. Um, you know, these are things that are perfectly attainable in a well-balanced diet. Um, and I say, of course, our findings were based on a thorough review of the existing literature. So, of course, it's limited to what's already been published. And this is a relatively new area. It's in its infancy, specifically looking at executive function in children. I mean, there's still there's still only a few measures, specifically in younger children, that actually assess executive function. So it's, you know, I, I don't say definitely, of course not, but it's, it's very likely that there's other nutrients important to, to executive function development as well. So we're really just scratching the surface. Now, this was a review article that you wrote. Can you tell us maybe what you're planning to do next with your work in, in nutritional sciences? 
Are there certain studies that you plan or uh, different areas you think research needs to go now that you've done this review? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, next, we continue to deepen our understanding on the impact of nutrition on brain development and uncover how we can optimally support brain development and, of course, child developmental outcomes across infancy, toddlerhood, childhood and adolescence. Um, the area of brain development and cognitive sciences, uh, particularly in children, as I was mentioning, is still in its infancy. We definitely know more now than we have ever known before, particularly uh, around the first 1000 days. But we're still really only scratching the surface um, when it comes to understanding how that the relevance of specific nutrients on brain development at specific time points in one's life. And so with advancements in brain imaging technologies and greater accessibility to these, which is, of course, one of our major limitations, I'm really excited about what more we're going to learn and uncover with regards to how we can optimally support uh, brain development by nutrition and via non the combination of nutrition with non-nutritional um, factors such as stimulation, which we know is another critical um, uh, factor that impacts executive function development. Well, I want to thank you for taking this time to speak with me. Um, I've learned a lot from reading the article. I don't want to give out all the results because I want people to go to the article and read it themselves. <laughs> uh, but I find this really an important area of nutrition. I think that when we look at what are the important outcomes of nutrition, um, brain development, cognitive development, um, mental health are really important. Um, you know, to um, have research, which I've done to show that maybe the growth of a child's improved by, you know, a couple of centimeters is, is nice, but that doesn't push policy or programs as much as saying this is going to have some cognitive impact on children and the development of the world and, and trying to get, you know, I, I don't want to say a smarter world, but people that just kind of think differently and think better um, is an important area. So I think these are important studies to have. So I just want to thank you for spending the time with me and I, I wish you the best. Thanks ever so much. Doug. Yeah, it was great, great talk. And um, this area is, I mean, I love it. It's, it's super interesting. We're, as I say, we're only just scratching the surface. There's so much more to learn. And as you were saying, specifically, when we look at children, I mean, it's it's our responsibility as parents to, to develop these people into to the future that are going to be in society um, and we start with the, the foundation so what we can do via the modifiable things so good nutrition um, and positive stimulation reinforcement love and um, and yeah no it was great talking thanks ever so much Doug. Next month I will be speaking with Jamie Baum who with Sam Walker who are at the University of Arkansas. They wrote a narrative review on eggs as an affordable source of nutrients for adults and children living in food insecure environments. I found this article to be interesting for several reasons. First, research on the production and consumption of eggs to support the growth of children in low and middle income countries has recently increased, indicating their benefit for nutritional status and growth. The extension of that work to determine if eggs can have a similar effect on food insecurity in the United States is important to know, and possibly for other higher income countries too. 
This paper provides a wonderful historical perspective on research on eggs and health, information about the economics of incorporating eggs into the household budget, and current knowledge about the relationship between the nutrients in eggs and chronic disease. I look forward to having you join us for a discussion on what motivated these researchers to review this topic. The Nutrition Reviews podcast was produced and edited by Eric Healy at the Western Region Public Health Training Center studio at the University of Arizona, Mel and Enid Zuckerman College of Public Health. Original music was created by Eli Ruiz. Funding for the podcast was provided by the International Life Sciences Institute. To get more updated information on nutrition, go to the journal's website at academic.oup.com slash nutrition reviews and subscribe to the podcast to be notified when the next episode is available. I'm Douglas Tarrant. Thank you for spending some time with us.